There are so many different ways to love the great game of football. I've loved it since I was old enough to speak. And my favorite way has always been the narrative way. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. The Steelers completed day two of week three of OTAs yesterday on the south side, and they continued to do so with immaculate attendance. Remember, these are purely voluntary events. There's nothing anyone can say to you or even hint in your direction if you don't show. Now, look, if you're a rookie or someone trying to make the team, okay, you've you've got really no choice. But if you're a veteran, if you're a TJ Watt, if you're a Cam Hayward, if you're a Minka Fitzpatrick, you don't have to be there. In fact, there are times, which incidentally have already occurred in these OTAs, where Mike Tomlin will tell a veteran, hey, listen, I I appreciate that you're here. I appreciate that you're offering. I really need to get some looks at this guy doing this or that guy doing that. And he'll actually instruct them as much as he can in that setting to not partake But I'm here to share with you something that TJ had told me last week. And actually, he brought it up on his own. It wasn't something that I'd asked about. I don't get all that into attendance and whatever, you know. He said to me, how about everybody being here, huh? How about that? Yeah, we talked about that. That's a a thing that we wanted to have happen. We wanted our defense to get to know each other with all the new people that are in, not just the draft picks but also the new veterans that are in the fold with all the new members of the secondary that are in. We wanted to be there to uh, answer questions. We as veterans, we wanted to be there. We wanted to have them not think that we don't care as much or whatever. We wanted to send the right signal right off the bat. Yesterday, Minka Fitzpatrick spoke with reporters after the session. Uh, That was the first time he's done uh, and he's speaking at this thing. And that, by the way, is voluntary as well this time of year. And Minka brought it up, too. We, we all communicated and we all said, like, we want to be in at a, at a set date. Said so we're all in here together. There's no uh, missing pieces to the puzzle. So, um, you know, you got guys, you know, have family obligations and stuff like that. But uh, for the most part, everybody's everybody's been here. Now, see, this is why I opened this episode by talking about my childhood and falling in love with football. I go back to the original pool of NFL films. These things would air on Sunday morning on basic TV. This was before cable. And they would just run one after the other. And they were so awesome. I'm talking about the John Facenda uh, frozen tundra of Lambeau Field and learning about the original Green Bay Packers. And of course... The team that spawned the most narratives and storylines and drama was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why? Well, obviously, they were the team. 
Four Super Bowls in six years. All these living legends on both sides of the ball. I am forever a believer in the importance of the intangibles in this sport, maybe more than in any other sport. It's about pure passion. It's recklessness. It's giving up your physical body to perform for the greater good of the group. That's not nothing. <laughs> Just because it can't be quantified at the scouting combine in Indianapolis, and it most certainly can't doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Ike Taylor tells a story of recommending to Kevin Colbert and his scouts a kid named Vince Williams. This, I don't care what he does on his tests. I don't care about this or that or anything else that you see that shows up. This is a stealer. This kid plays the Pittsburgh way. And what do you know? Steelers get to the sixth round and they take Vinny. What does Vinny do? He knocks everybody's heads off in Latrobe. Makes a pretty nice career for himself. This stuff matters. Don't ever, ever, ever roll your eyes at it. Don't ever, ever, ever overinflate things like fantasy points and other stuff that we talk about. And now that football is getting into some more... Uh, advanced analytics, advanced grading, advanced film study, never take it too far. Watch the players. Listen to the players. Listen to some of that audio that gets provided when they're mic'd up. Watch their mannerisms when you're out at St. Vincent. I love what these guys just did. I love even more... The fact that they want you to know about it. You got to understand when they're talking to me, they're not really talking to me. They're talking to you. They know I'm going to share it with you. So for TJ to say that he wants you to know about it, for Minka to speak it in front of that whole group yesterday, he wants you to know about it. He wants you to know that this defense is there and it's invested, and they expect to be very, very good. And they're not going to have any excuses for why they aren't, especially not as it relates to camaraderie and chemistry. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from Jerry who in referencing yesterday's episode of Daily Shot that included the extended interview with Calvin Austin III, he says, Wow, DK, Calvin Austin and his speed and everything about him sounds awesome. Some blow-right-by-you speed is exactly what this offense could use. Thanks for sharing the great interview. As far as Matt Canada goes, and yeah, in parentheses, Canada came up in the show too, in the J1Q portion, I don't know. The question that lingers in my mind is, who will have made this play or that play possible? 
Jerry, I'm so happy to have this come up in the off season because it comes up all the time after games when there's an individual in whom we don't trust or we just flat out don't like. And I'm pretty sure Canada checks both of those boxes at this point for most of the fan base. You're going to see every single time there's a positive play, it'll be, hmm, did Glenn Thomas secretly call that one through the private headset that Mike Tomlin keeps in his back pocket that was transmitted out to, it's going to be everyone but Canada. Every time something good happens and it's going to be no one but Canada when something bad happens. Nothing that I say on this little program is going to change that. Nothing that I give you in this answer is going to influence anybody at all, probably including yourself, Jerry. But that mindset just, just, can I just say it like it is? It just does nothing for me. Okay, it's it's akin to just planting a flag on a certain stance and saying, I'm not going to budge from this. I don't want to say anything good about Canada. Now, maybe you will. Maybe you will. I shouldn't presume. But I do recall vividly that as last season was moving along and when it became more and more remarkable that Canada was keeping his job. I had the tendency myself to just pin everything on him. And then as the running game got going and the running game became largely, not entirely, but largely responsible for that seven and two flourish at the end, I started giving it up for him a little bit. You know, Uh, when I was hearing from inside the locker room, players who were both very accustomed to and very comfortable with criticizing Canada off the record, suddenly weren't doing that anymore. They weren't saying good things either, but they were just not bringing him up. So sure enough, the season comes to a conclusion, and there were a handful of players who spoke publicly in support of Canada, some of whom I can tell you here, as I'm not going to name names, this off-the-record stuff, but some of whom were the same ones who were trying to get my attention to complain as the season was proceeding. Okay? And that's fine. That's their right. You know, there's on the record and there's off the record for everybody. So what I did in turn is I interpreted that to mean that, hey, maybe this guy wasn't so bad. At least not in that specific facet, meaning the running game. So I guess the answer that I've got for you is, A, it really doesn't matter. It definitely doesn't matter internally who gets the credit and who gets the blame. That's an us thing. It's not a them thing. They're looking for a result. If they get the result, they're all happy. If they don't get the result, they're all bummed out. That's a, that's a Tomlin culture thing. He wants everybody whooping it up and hooting and hollering when they win. And he doesn't expect anybody to enjoy anything about any loss. If everyone kind of adopted that on the outside, yeah, that's not going to happen either. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 